It's the final episode of the season. Race drivers, this is Enzo with the last episode of the Race Driver Coach Show Season 6. That's a mouthful, and I, yeah, I did do three takes before I got that right, by the way. Um, I like to finish the season off to coincide with the end of the F1 season like I did last year. Abu Dhabi was yesterday. I was obviously here with Liam Lawson in F2. Um, he did his FP1 in, the, in Max's car, in the World Champion's car, and he was actually nearly as quick as Perez, and he would have been, but it was his first ever time on soft tyres. So he had one lap, go and feel it out, see what you think. And he finished the lap thinking, oh my God, there was so much more grip in that turn five. I could have easily gone quicker. And if they gave him another set of tyres, another set of softs, like Perez had two, he would have been quicker than Perez, I promise. And that's not bad for your first time in the car, right? It's not bad at all, especially after you just jumped out of an F2 car, which is completely different. So it surprises me just how quick these kids are. They can jump in an F1 car and be on the pace immediately. It's impressive when you think about how many miles, how many races, how many years these F1 drivers have done. An F2 kid can jump in. Logan did the same in the Williams. He was only two tenths off Albon. It's pretty impressive. So um, that's I'm getting off on one already. That was what happened on the Friday um, F2, we, Liam won, and we've got a couple of more hats now that I can, he's given me and I can put on the, the backdrop of Season 7 of the Race Driver Coach Show. Yes, I will be back, and I will be providing as much value as I can for you whilst you're on your racing journey, or for people that are not even into racing, but they use some of the skills that we use from racing in their business or in their normal life to get ahead, to get the best out of themselves. So we will be back. Also, Louis Sharp was here in the F4. First time in the UAE, and he won both races. So it was a bit of a Kiwi fest. The New Zealand national anthem was played for the first three races on the podium, should I say. It was funny. And congratulations to Carlin, because they are the team that ran Louis Sharp in F4 and Liam in F2. So they nearly won every single junior race that was out here this weekend. So brilliant job by them. Right, bringing you to today. Three lessons, three life lessons or performance lessons or race driver lessons that you can take, that I took, should I say, from the races that are watched. So Louis Sharp in F4 gives us one lesson. Liam in F2 gives us another lesson. And then I look to the F1 race and what lesson we can take from that. And these are the kind of things that can help you become better, can help you win next year, improve your results. And they're often the kind of these things I'm going to talk about, all three of them are often the differentiator between someone who's good and someone who's great. Obviously, a big promise that everybody says in the self-help world, right? But it, it, these are the kind of skills that I see, that the trends for people that are absolutely on top of their form in any sport, they're good at these three. So without further ado, let's look towards F4. Now, Louis Sharp came here not knowing the track, he knew the car because he's raced it all year, but he didn't know the track or the tyre. And believe me, when you don't know the tyre and you've only got one session really to learn it before qualifying, it's difficult because you have to brake different. You have, maybe you can take the braking into the corner a little bit further or not. Maybe it can't do two things at once. You have to brake, come off and then turn. Maybe it needs to be warmed up a different way. 
uh, when it peaks, you know, when the grip comes in, how long it lasts for, all these kind of things are the kind of things that make you lose two, three, four tenths when you're qualifying. So we had to learn that, Louis Sharp did, and he had to learn Abu Dhabi as a big track. It's like, okay, I've done a track walk, but I really don't know the track very well. And he's still qualified third, and then he won both races against somebody who had dominated pretty much, won, I think, 11 races or more in the British F4. He came, and he's been beating Louis all year, by the way, in England, but he came here and he dominated, got into the lead and pulled away. So that was quite interesting. So the lesson I can really take from that is, and it's a skill that you need if you want to go to, to be a professional driver, is the speed that you learn and how quick you can get on the pace. This is huge. The amount of drivers I've worked with that are really good have the same skill. They jump in and they're pretty much on the pace immediately. I saw it with Behrman when he went to Spa, never been there before. Lap one, quickest. Lap two, quickest. Never seen the track before, never spectated there. This is a skill that you must do. And you see it with Liam Lawson. Most races, most championships that he's done over the years, he's won or at least got a podium in the very first weekend. Never, never raced that car before, but he normally wins in the first race weekend. So these are the type of skills that you need. You need to train yourself to be on the pace pretty much immediately, to be in a rush to be fastest, to make sure you're setting purple sectors at the very beginning of sessions. That's the kind of standard you've got to hold yourself to. It's all very well doing your 50, 60 test days to get up to the pace and gently improve step by step. But when, you, when it comes to competing and you being nearly the finished article, you're never a finished article, but when you're ready to, to perform and be on the main stage, you've got to just turn up and go. And that's something you can practice on the sim, train on the sim, train in test days. So you say, you know what, I'm going to get there and I'm going to see how quick I can get on the pace. And that's the intention, right? How you actually do that is obviously you've got to have the skill to do that, to get to that pace. So the driving skill, you've got to know how your car feels when it's on the limit. And that's really what these drivers do. They take the certain car that they're in to the absolute limit immediately because they know what it feels like. They know what it sounds like, their butt, their ass is telling them what it actually feels feels like when it's on the limit. You can feel it through the steering. So it's getting familiar with that. And I'd say that's probably step number one, but it's also step two, three, four, five, six, because it's so important. Now, if you can take your car to the limit on a track you don't know, you'll get in the ballpark. You'll get within like five tenths of a second of a fast lap, right? Of a competitive time. Then it comes down to, okay, turn six needs to be driven this certain way. Turn 12, you can just take a little bit more braking, but at least you're into the details of the driving immediately. Instead of being four seconds off and then steadily over 10 laps getting somewhere near, it's like, right, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna take the car to its limit and I'm gonna figure things out. You're asking more of yourself. You're having a higher expectation of you as a driver and what you expect. You want to go out there, do five laps, come in, and just be talking details already. That's the goal. As you do this, as you train up for this, as you actually, you know, I've had drivers that are really good at this, by the way, 
and they've shunted on the first lap, it happens because these are the guys that kind of ask so much of the car that maybe the tyres are not quite ready yet. Maybe the track hasn't got the grip yet because it rained last night and it's a bit green or it's a bit dusty. I had it at um, Monaco with Stanaway. Stupidly quick. Loved it. Got, in, got on with it straight away, but on the outlap crashed at the, uh, the uh, swimming pool and then missed all the free practice because of it. So it will bite you now and then, but it is a skill that you need. You need to jump in that cockpit and go. Just like the engine does, right? The engine is ready when you get in and it gives you everything. The driver, you, have to be exactly the same. Lesson number two was the championship is never over. Now we came here with Liam in the F2, P7 in the championship. He, you know, at Monza he could have won easily, but then the safety car came out and it, um, it destroyed his tyre strategy, so he had to just give that up, basically. That would have put him like nearly P2 in the championship. But we came here, P7, with only two races to go. Okay, nothing to lose. I mean, that's the kind of thing, kind of um, outlook we've had all the time, because he's had so much bad luck this year. I mean, three wins he's lost due to mechanical failures, wheels falling off, um, pit stop not pit stop, but the, um, the safety car coming out at the wrong time, being on the wrong strategy. I think he could have had three, maybe four wins. And these would be features. So he would have been nearly winning the championship if things had gone to plan. Boo-hoo us, I know, because everyone's got the same story. Apart from Drogovic, who really executed and didn't have many bad things happen, everybody else has been like this up and down all season. So everyone's got the same story. And F2 is like that. It's kind of like... You're trying to get six things in place. And if you get them things in place and a lot of them are out of your control, then you can get a result. If not, then you're at the back. It's very difficult. So everyone's up and down. But yeah, P7 arrived and he left P3 in the championship. And that's it now. He's P3. So he's got all the super license points he could want, even though he's got a super license he needs for F1. Um, but it just goes to show that coming here, we had the outlook of... Let's get out there. Let's dominate. Let's kill everybody. I just want to drive fast. I asked him on the grid, what's the plan? I'm just going to drive as fast as I can. That's it. There's no thinking about, oh, I can't believe how this didn't go right last time. Um, I don't trust the safety car not coming out. I'm not sure about, you know, second guessing and things like this. It's like, no, no, I am going out there and I am going to destroy, seek and destroy. I'm just going forward. Started the feature race in P9 because qualifying wasn't brilliant, but I think he was only three tenths off and he was P9 or two tenths off pole. It was so tight. You couldn't, you couldn't sneeze without losing a position in qualifying. So he started ninth, not great, but then had his normal attacking first lap where he made positions, finished the race in P3 and that secured P3 in the championship. And I was thinking then, if you had even like 1% of your mind giving up, what's the point? Woe is me. And going down that road, he would not have put that performance on. And won the first race on Saturday and then third on Sunday. It just doesn't happen. And we've had to do that all year. It's like reset and go. Reset and go. And that's the skill. It is never giving up on the championship, but it's your ability to put behind you what's happened in the past completely, I mean, and treat this session, this day, if it's a normal life, this race, this race weekend, as a complete 
new opportunity. A blank piece of paper. No baggage from the past, just forward. And no matter how much has happened to you in the past, bad things, things that were out of your control, how you've been dealt a bad hand, it does not have to bleed into today, this very moment. And that's how we treated it. So people keep hitting you. Life keeps hitting you in the face. It kept hitting Liam this year in the face all the time, constantly. I couldn't believe how resilient he had to be and reset every single time. That's what you need to do. That's what these drivers are good at. Again, there's more drivers on the grid that are doing the same. It's not just us, but it's just the ability and the importance of doing that. That is what's gonna help you win, no matter what is thrown at you. A big life lesson there. Yesterday was hell, today is redemption. Today is time to go forward and let yourself go. Really important. And lesson number three, which is obviously from the F1, is you must perform on demand. How many times have I said that? You've got a certain skill set, a certain level, but you've got to, no matter how crappy it is, you've got to hit that level every time. That's the goal. It's like, right, when it matters, when I'm under pressure, when it's time to deliver, I do. This is, because you can see it in testing, right? Drivers going round and round, they achieve a certain lap time, comes to quality, they're nowhere. Comes to a race, they lose it mentally. They start to focus on the things that could go wrong. They start to think about people behind, completely go to trash. They can't even drive a normal lap because they're so distracted. Your ability to perform on demand and when the heat is on, it's everything. And I took that from the race in F1, when I saw the end of the race when Perez was chasing down Charles Leclerc and whoever finished in front of each other was going to be P2 in the championship. It's quite big. It's quite a big thing, especially for Perez, because he's like, I want to stay, I want to be behind Max, right behind him in the championship. I don't want to be one down. That's not good. And I don't want to let Ferrari in because that's the way he's going to see it. So it's important. The whole team would have given everything they could to help him for P2. But then when it came down to them last few laps, he had the pace to catch and overtake Charles. However, he was overshooting the corners, he was missing apexes, and he didn't quite get there. It was there for him. And you see it a lot. It's like, this is your time to shine. Now do it. Do what you can do. But then people can get a bit nervous. People can then allow their mind to look at things or focus on things that are really getting them out of their performance zone. That's when it hurts. And you, as a driver, as a performer, all you need to do is get your skills good, become good at what you do, and then the rest of it, once you've got that, the rest of it is just performing and going for it. And in fact, even if the skills are not there, just get to your crappy level. It doesn't matter, you're learning. But it's spending less time, less mental baggage, thinking about the things that distract you away from actually turning the wheel and going for it. And the ability to do that can be trained. All of these can be trained outside the car, really. Even in the sim, the one where I want you to get the car on the limit, that's really, I've got to be in the car to do that. So that's fine. But everything else is more of a mindset and the way you use your mind and get the best out of yourself. So getting on the limit, and getting up to speed as fast as you can, that's a champion skill right there. That's an attribute you need. That's a trait you need. Never giving up. 
always resetting, never giving up on the championship and always having this mental reset to go forward, another one, and performing on demand. I mean, really, what else is there? Just the actual skill, maybe, is all that's needed and missing from there because you can do all these things but not really be that fast as a driver. Fair enough, just keep working. You'll get better. Maybe you're not good enough for F1 and things, but you can have a career. But these are the three lessons that I really took from this weekend and I want you to train over winter and train going forward. Make sure every single week when you're doing your plan of what I'm going to do this week, which I hope you are, when it comes to personal performance, how can I improve myself as a driver, as a person, as an individual, as a performer, these things. How can I train these things? How can I get better? This is as applicable for a race driver as it is a public speaker. So take it on. Make sure that you're good in these areas. Right, that's it. That's the end of season six. can't believe it's been six seasons already. It's been quite crazy um, in terms of thinking about all the things that were shared. The comments, thank you for all the comments because basically your comments are the things that provide the content or what I'm going to talk about, the subjects. So when I see really good comments coming in or questions, I'm like, you know what? I want to do an episode on that. And it's not it's, um, anything selfish. It's more like I can see people are hurting because of this problem, because of this challenge. I'm going to talk about it if I know anything about it. I'm going to talk about it and give you some kind of advice. So thank you for your comments. Subscriptions. Everyone who's subscribing, I can't thank you enough. Thank you very much. It's amazing that that many people want to listen to me waffle on. Um, and the Race Driver Club, the newsletter, people that are on there. I don't contact you very often, obviously, because I hate it when you get emails of people just constantly bombarding you. I will never sell to you on there, by the way. So thank you to all the race drivers. And over winter, I'm just going to do things, yeah, that I can to just to keep this ticking over. It won't be like the Race Driver Coach Show, but I'm still going to put content out there that will help you train. And obviously, I've spoken to you uh, on the Race Driver Club talking about all the different things that you want to see. So we might do like a Zoom session with a couple of you people or a few of you people uh, that watch this just to have a talk. You know, what's your challenge? And I'll give you, this is all free by the way, I'm not going to charge. I'm going to give you some advice on what it is that you're struggling with. If it's in motorsport, if it's not, it doesn't matter, we'll have a chat. Um, and we could do some iRacing. Anybody who's into iRacing, we could do some iRacing events where uh, I'm sort of training you or we're just having a race. So let me know what you want to do over winter. I'm going to be finishing off the parents' book because parents need help as well, right? When they've got this little driver, this young driver, their child, often the industry can swallow you up, gobble and spit you out because it's obviously a brutal sport. So I'm doing this book to help parents just to give them some kind of troubleshoot or guide to how to bring up a race driver. I want to get that finished. So that should be out early next year. And then we'll start season seven, probably near the start of the F1 season again, or maybe earlier. But yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for just sticking with me and uh, listening to me and contributing as you do. It's a great community of people. Very tight. Everyone's nice, which is good. Thank you so much. And I'll see you soon.